0: Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show.
2: Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality.
0: Woo, Dennis, that was one hell of a week. Welcome to the Pinball Show, episode 49, with your hosts, Zach Minney and Dennis Creasel. Dennis, how are you? I am okay. Fair? I am fair. Fair. Okay. Sure. i a little robotic this morning.
3: Yep. <laughs> Confirmed. Your analysis is correct. <laughs> oh, oh, Wrong program. Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing a robot thing. This is a weird. This is a weird morning. How's it going, Zach? Have you hey, had your caffeine?
0: With,
3: uh... Yeah. I've... Oh, I don't want to admit how much I've already consumed this morning. People will judge me. But they'll judge me no matter what. That because is that is true. is that not
0: pinball? That's pinball in, t- in the 20th 21st century. I think it's always. It's
3: probably always been pinball. probably. I think pinball has always been a judgy group. particularly
0: regarding what I consume. Oh, I see what you did there. Double play on words. Mm. Did you, are you ecstatic about the Kansas city chiefs making it into the super bowl next week?
3: Yeah, it's it's very exciting here. Of course, we we thought we had a really good shot because the team sure. overall very much looks like last year's team. But mm-hmm. you never know, and we had gone such a long time without Super Bowl appearances that it's still kind of new to us. You know, we're not we're not like the Patriots. We're not used to this sort of
0: thing. <laughs> well, and Pat, we're not got, used to all this Pat got hit pretty hard the other night. Yeah,
3: yeah, and of course uh, we we lost him in one of the playoff games because mm-hmm. of the. Though he, it sounds like as far as he is aware, he, he did not actually sustain a concussion during that. He as felt far fa- as
0: he's aware. <laughs> I Bit know, of a I'm neurology sort of like, no, joke no, no. there. Oh no. It kind
3: of reminds me of Steve Young who used to at points, I'd be like, oh my gosh, you've been hitting the head way too much. Was always my, sorry, Steve Young, if you're listening, but I always Iken. had this impression. He sounds much better now, but there was a point where I was like,
1: oh, he needs to
3: <laughs> Steve, you need to stop playing. It's, it sounds bad sounds bad, oh. but uh, yeah, because I mean, he was real wobbly and stuff. So I yeah. I mean, clearly his brain got shook, but mm-hmm. apparently after within a day, he was not exhibiting any of the symptoms, but you have to really diagnose, I guess, symptomatically. It's not like they can just do a scan in all instances and be able to sure. identify exactly what happened. A so.
0: bit of a stinger there, and uh, there is no such thing as mild, moderate concussions. Very likely he had a head injury, but his ass is way too important right now for them to uh, not just brush over it. That's my opinion. But I have no mm. evidence of that. Just, uh, just to just he, he looked okay in the last game, though.
3: He I sure he, did. Even with his, t- he's got an injured, tur- he's got turf toe, too. Turf so. toe is
0: impossible to deal with, too. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's but he was about. moving around and, yeah. So, anyway, we're, we're excited. It reminds me of one of the uh, clinical interview questions I have at work where I ask an individual, Do you have uh, any known history of concussions or head injuries? And then I always say, that you remember and then i chuckle mm. and i say sorry a bit of a neurology joke there <laughs>
3: and do they ever laugh
0: uh quite a few of the very educated uh, wise ones do they're like oh okay yeah i see what you did there nicely done maybe they're just laughing to be polite because i don't think that's very funny
3: that, that's a funny psychologist joke now, well, maybe if I was a psychologist I would have laughed but oh, to me I'm like eh, it sounds Not like a predictable. typical
0: pavlovian you know uh, slang oh, Pavlov jokes too, too. Yeah. Skinner that's a little deeper cut Yeah, Skinner Oh so you got the Chiefs you're going to be celebrating do you think they win this week Uh
3: yes Whoa. based off of how they've performed based off of how they've performed in the past now it was a close game but mm-hmm. they have they have they've won against Tom before so Tom earlier boy. this year
0: I always want Tom to lose anything he does
3: yeah, I kind of do too and I I'm trying to obviously given it's easy in this instance because I the Chiefs are the team I follow
0: so it's easy for me to support it's
3: Yeah. Because t- well, but it got to the point where normally when it wouldn't be the Chiefs, I would support the AFC team unless it was the Patriots. Oh,
0: so you stay with that division there.
3: That's what I normally yeah. Okay. It's, it's it's like the mathematical logical course of
0: action, I think. <laughs> sure. I I I I should be more of a Tom Brady fan. That, poor guy it doesn't really do anything he, he gets shit on a lot uh just because he Well, deflate gate and all that i mean come on okay oh, i'll give you that one he said uh, okay, they, they maybe okay. it wasn't all him but they've done some shady okay. stuff okay yeah i was just i can relate getting shit on i mean what's the shadiest to thing work? you're
3: gonna get patrick mahomes on it's he does too many state farm commercials
0: yeah and yeah. Every
3: time he throws a bad pass, I, I, I'm at the point. This is bad. I yell at the TV and I'm like, quit doing so many commercials and focus on your game.
0: <laughs> How he's, much money do you need? He's like, well, State Farm pays he's, he better than the NFL. He bought part of our baseball so.
3: team, the Royals. I'm like, yeah. you got enough money. You don't need to do all the commercials. Maybe like just it. do half the commercials.
0: Oh, man. State Farm. I'm going to have to call State Farm because I have a 15-year-old son that just got his driver's permit, Dennis. Oh. oh that's terrifying.
3: Now, now I need to ask, and and yes, there's judgment here because mm-hmm. as a pinballer, I too judge. Judges. So, mm-hmm. what sort of so what sort of family are you? Are the one? Are you the sort of family <laughs> that, that is going to go and buy him a brand new vehicle? Are you okay. going to buy him a used vehicle? Okay. Are you going to make him buy his own vehicle, mm. or is he not interested in getting
0: a vehicle? Oh, I, I would say a couple of those apply. Um, I don't know what what generation would he be. He's age 15. He would be a. Um, Uh, see i don't know the newer do they call them zoomers i don't know
3: i don't know sometimes they're not really named until after the generation's already under you know well underway
0: regardless he is a his generation is so i'll say weird to be nice but he's the type that is anxious in general because he gets that from me but he doesn't want a driver's license he doesn't want to drive he is totally content with living in a larger city and riding the bus or the subway and I'm like, who in the hell are you? Like, you're not my son. Oh,
3: yeah. I, yeah. This is that's pretty common. It's it's a social media thing. Cause for us, well, yeah, I mean, you're younger than me, but I think you were still, you're still old enough that we didn't have that. No. And so yeah, for us, we're... Ve- vehicles were freedom. Yes. it's what I meant. I could go and hang out with my friends or do stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't need my parents to take me somewhere. And so getting, a, getting access, I didn't care until I was old enough to get my permit. And then I really cared. Yeah. And. And I uh, and then I had a we had a an older vehicle that I had to share with my sister unless they, my parents wouldn't get me a car. That's I pretty normal. My own. Yeah. And so so that made me want to get a job and buy my own car so I didn't have to share. And but now because they can go online and talk with their, you know, it's not like you're on the phone, get off the phone, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. with the texting, the texting and the TikTok and the Tumblr and whatever else. I don't know all this stuff. The so Tumblr. they 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 have ways where they're not being monitored constantly by their parents and engaging with their friends in a. In a social atmosphere without vehicles.
0: That's what I think that, it comes down to. I think you're correct. That does make uh, a yeah, lot sense. Yeah, I'm usually correct. So right. let's go with that. Well, and the sad thing is, I feel like I always tell my wife, I, f- I said, I fucking feel like we're raising a miniature Dennis Creel." You guys have so much in common. Uh, I, I'm glad that That's you. That's a
3: bold presumption. Glad
0: that you and my wife never met because then I'd have questions. But he, no, he, everything he decides or does or how he c- holds himself. I always tell him, I'm like, that's such a Creasel thing to say. Or man,
1: yeah, he's like, cool? who are you
0: talking about? No, he, he, he knows the reference. He gets the reference, but he'll recite things to me. And I'm like, you don't know that. You just know the meme version of that. Or he, he's very analytical. And he's like, no, that's actually, um, that would be a poor decision based on this. I'm like, yeah, get your hands dirty. Who gives a shit? But no, he won't. He, he's very Creasel like, Oh God. If we're where I turn.
3: Yeah, it must, be, it must be hard for you to have your flaws constantly pointed out to you that much.
0: <laughs> it is. It really is. Love the kid just like I love you, but man, I don't. I think we'll buy him a used vehicle because he can't go to work without a vehicle. Why? I, well, that's that's a fair point. Because I got four kids and I don't want to drive his ass around. Everyone does oh.
3: different things. I know someone that they, they bought the vehicle, but they said you have to get a job and pay the insurance.
0: Oh, yeah, that'll be it. That'll be it. At 15... My parents took me to work every night. I was a worker. I was busting tables. Yeah, no, I I
3: got dropped. My my mom would be off in time to pick me up from my first job. But I only, my first car cost 500 bucks. So I didn't have to work all that long before I could buy the car.
0: Yeah, I was like Robert Byers. I had a 94 Camaro. I had a 1983
3: Ford LTD medium yellow with a white vinyl top.
0: Did you have a stick in the back seat to fend off all the hot chicks? <laughs>
3: yeah. oh, back, back, that, I say that vinyl top was sexy. Let me say <laughs> it was my My uncle was a mechanic and he like <laughs> restored that. It had, I had pinstripes on that car. Oh my god! Oh, it was, it was unfortunately the engine would die quite a bit in an inline six engine. <laughs> and the weirdest thing that model of Ford, uh, the horn. You couldn't push the center of the steering wheel. It was actually on the blinker. You had to hit the side of the blinker in, and that would honk the horn.
0: (laughs) Okay. uh, I wonder what the correspondence, what they drove as their first vehicle. Why don't we jump over there, listen to see what kind of news that they drummed up for us, and then we'll go from there.
3: Yeah, let's do it.
1: It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rodberg with your Jersey Jack update. Last week, the pinball world was set on fire with the presentation of the Pinball Industry Awards, hosted by Greg Bone and the pinball show's very own, Zach Meddy. It was a great opportunity for those who put their heart and soul into making these machines for us to be recognized. The big winner of the evening was, unsurprisingly, Jersey Jack Pinball's Guns N' Roses, with awards for Best Lighting Effects, Best Theme Integration, Best innovation, best music, best animation display and effects, and overall best in show. Let's hope that Jersey Jack has invested in an industrial display cabinet to hold all of those crystals that are on the way. Congratulations to Jersey Jack for this unprecedented achievement. And in more Guns N' Roses news, there's been a code update to version 1.12. This update is mainly for the Collector's Edition owners with enhanced lighting effects for the cabinet and topper lighting, as well as some bug fixes. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Thanos is in the house!
2: Stern wins big at the PIAs and rumors abound! Hello and welcome to The Pinball Show's Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. New code! Yes, it's that time again! Stern Pinball has posted new Avengers Infinity Quest code V.98 for the Pro, Premium, and Limited Edition models. This code contains numerous game enhancements, including the much anticipated Final Battle Thanos and Thanos Attack Wizard modes. And good news, back by popular demand, the Black Widow left ramp to Black Panther right orbit combo shot. This high scoring combo shot was first shown by number one pinball player and stern coder Raymond Davidson to be highly exploitable. But don't be too quick to try and get a billion points the raid way! The re-edition of this code now has limitations, but can then be used to set up shots into other infinite combos. This new code update also includes additional polish, game adjustments, and bug fixes. And in case you were too busy playing pinball to notice, congratulations to all the winners at the Pinball Industry Awards online show this past week. Stern winners included Best Art, Cabinet and Backglass for TMNT, Best Art and Playfield, TMNT, Best Playfield Layout, Avengers Infinity Quest, Best Rules, Avengers Infinity Quest, Best Accessory, Stranger Things UV Lighting. And what would the new year be without rumors, rumors, and more rumors from Keith Elwyn designed Godzilla versus King Kong, to Harry Potter, to Brian Eddy, Back to the Future, to Christopher Franchi drawn James Bond, to a Steve Ritchie Pink Floyd music pen. Is there any rumored licensed theme that Stern isn't working on at the moment? Well, as I've said many times before, we shall wait and see. Well, that's all for this week. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side.
1: Hey, this is Kaz with an American Pinball update. Sophia Ryan and David Fix were guests on the Super Awesome Pinball Show, Episode 24. She spoke a lot about her time at Williams, working with Dennis Norbin on games like Scared Stiff, and how Dirty Harry is one of her favorite games. She also owns all the games that she's worked on and still loves to play pinball. David Fix also mentioned a new female junior mechanical engineer that's going to be announced very soon. So I'm looking forward to all the new additions at American Pinball. I hope everybody has a great week and has fun playing pinball. For The Pinball Show, this is Brian Cosner.
3: Well, Zach, it's always great to hear from the correspondents, though. That Craig Bobby is laying it on a little thick for my taste. Just a little thick. Just a bit outside. I love the
0: thickness of his. Just all sides. All sides thick. That's what she said. The Pinball Industry Awards this week. Oh, were they? I've heard. Or last week, yeah. Do we really need another award show, though? No, probably not. Oh, boy. We, uh, we had a lot of fun conducting the Pinball Network, conducting that uh, Pinball Industry Awards that aired on the 28th at 8 p.m. Thanks for all of you guys that listened, followed through, and uh, showed up, chatted with us, had a lot of fun celebrating all of the pinball that happened in 2020, as well as those who went back and watched the, uh, the on-demand of it. Reception wise, we've been getting really good feedback overall. I would say, Dennis, uh, agree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a few people that were skeptical uh, before
3: the event, and there are some, of course, that had had criticism. Some of it unfounded, and some of it is just you know legitimate things to look at for next year. Malarkey. We've always invited feedback.
0: Some malarkey. We've always in invited
3: there. feedback. We don't like the malarkey so much, but I know it's pinball, and the, some people just can't help themselves. But I know.
0: Yeah, that's okay. I think we had. 300 to 400
3: throughout the whole night. Um mm-hmm. pretty much yeah, mostly around that like 350ish mark live when I was watching, uh, yeah. which I watched the whole thing. It tailed off towards the towards the end.
0: Yeah, and t- would we 2 3000 views uh vod so far after a couple I of days? I think it's over
3: 3000 at this point, yeah.
0: Cool. So I I wasn't expecting that big of a response, especially it being the first year and it being parked over at the Pinball Network YouTube, which is kind of non-existent at this point. So yeah, we don't we
3: have we have like what six videos there yeah, or something. We don't a, have much there. That's
0: a goal for 2021, but uh, the response was really big. People were appreciative for the most part, and we had some big winners. I think G and R kind of took the night. Uh, from oh, obviously,
3: Jack. it won the what, what the best, best in show, show game of yeah. the year, however you want to think of it. The over best overall game mm-hmm. award went to GNR uh, pretty handily from the vote too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then we had Stern still took home five. I mean, I think GNR took home or George Jack took home six. Stern took home five.
3: I was surprised at the mix of games that that won and uh, because normally i think uh, well we've never seen a critics award so i'm here sure. cur- and i'll be really curious once the twippies roll around to see if there are cuz a lot of the categories are the same mm-hmm. or similar and i'll be i'm just really curious to see do we see different results yeah. between critic selection you know media selection and mass public selection because mm-hmm. be I, I just analytically i think it's neat i think that's interesting to think about how different types of people consider these sort of things mm-hmm. and What surprised me with the critics, because I didn't, going in, I didn't know what to expect, but we did ask them all to be really objective. You know, we we can't control how they learned about the games, whether they played them or whether they watched videos or they talked with the designers, but we stressed in the ballot and in the email about the ballot to try and be objective. And I Mm -hmm. think they really took that to heart. And that's why we saw five different games, various games win. These awards. Yeah. The results. Which kind is a of pretty diverse group that.
0: when you consider. When, when you have Heist from Multimorphic Jump Up, Take a Crystal Home, as well as um, a couple from Spooky Pinball taking home some crystals. And even the top threes were very diverse as well. Yeah. But you, know, you think
3: about there were eight games. There were eight games eligible for crystals, mm-hmm. and five of them won something.
0: That's a good point. Yep. That is a good point. It was, it was really nice. Nicely. Nicely executed by the team at TPN. I think us as a team. No surprise. The only surprise for me was that Stranger Things did fall into that top three uh, categorization on a lot of those categories. I didn't. I didn't see that for a lot of the stuff. Theme integration being one of them. I thought, oh, oh, or sound effects. Stranger Things. Interesting.
3: Yeah, I think that really again got to that that objectivity. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, plus. To be fair, a lot of pe- if there was a game that people had hands-on time with, it was probably Stranger That's Things true. because it came out before the pandemic.
0: And it is trending a bit with new code and stuff, but it might have been sure. like a recency thing. Eh, this game actually, we can't shit on it anymore. It's it's got now, a lot of good qualities.
3: The fun narrative, Zach, would be that you put your finger on the scale. <laughs> yeah, I read and that,
0: Gave too. Stranger. Oh, did, okay. Well, read
3: that. You d- you did n- times. For those that don't know, and I don't. I, I think I feel like we've explained this. Truth doesn't
0: matter, but, Dennis. But.
3: I well, I, it <laughs> matters to me, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna opine a little bit here. So please don't you know I know pinball people are judgy, so yeah. don't feel I'm judging you all too too much. But uh, there were three different selection things going on, depending on what type of award mm-hmm. there was. All of the awards that went to the games were done by a group of of judges, not just TPN. TPN was a minority of the judging pool. There were 40 judges that ultimately voted. They didn't all vote in every category, but they had the option to. Sure. And you were not one of them. I was not. Nope. You were not one of the 40 Uh, judges. So you were not a single vote for Stranger Things on any of this because you did not turn in a ballot.
0: My only vote was buying one, owning one, and loving one. That's it. That's not a vote. That's just buying stuff. That's true
3: bye 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 how how have your sales been have the has uh have the pinball industry awards spiked the flipping out i heard that
0: too oh this is this is a circle jerk that's just for selling games i'm like what the fuck no nope still still no red i don't make any money
3: from selling games i did it because i want i thought it would be fun
0: i had fun with it so i'm glad i participated how dare people think that all this work was done by just me Pretty it disgusting. was a lot of work. Oh. <laughs> yes, it was. i yeah. I like,
3: okay, I, I think, I, I know that, you know, the Twippies are a different style of award, but it's got to be a ton of work, too. Oh. I was like, oh, wow, that is. So hats off to Jeff and, yeah, the, and the, the Twippy confirm. committee, because holy cow. uh it's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's thankless, but it, it's a lot of work for... There's not a whole lot of incentive other than just the fun of, of recognizing the hobby you enjoy. So.
0: Yeah, if, you, if your self-esteem is a little too high, yeah, do an award show or do a YouTube video or a podcast. <laughs> and, yeah, it'll be put you ball, right back ball, down. Me, Be
3: pinball media if you, if you feel your self esteem's too high. Yeah, so, even among people your... People will be more than happy to run you down. That's right,
0: even among your peers. They're some of the f- most ferocious ones. I think overall, it was a lot of fun. We had a blast doing it. Um, one of the greatest pieces of feedback for me, Dennis, was um, kind of... Having you guys give a lot of input about the actual ceremony, because that was more my cup of tea. Everybody did such a good job in taking in the votes, formulating websites, doing all of the rules, having this thing as transparent and objective as possible, holding meeting. You guys did all of that work, and that was the majority of everything. I had a little piece in the ceremony, production, writing, editing stuff. And to be able to present that to my team and my friends uh, within TPN and the media, Um, and even the, the industry, it was really nice to hear the positive feedback overall. We did have the, the ceremony process went over well enough. There were some hiccups behind the scenes that people weren't uh, privy to, and they were very stressful. You caught some of my stress, right?
3: Yeah. You always sound stressed, Zach. (laughs)
0: When it comes to pinball,
3: yeah, that's, you always sound stressed. That's just just telling it like it is. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, there's some stuff. I mean, in terms of the overall ceremony from the public perspective, the only one I heard of, and and I I do, and I've already told you this because mm-hmm. I, I do echo it to a degree, was the uh, the swirly background of doom. <laughs> I don't think that's the official label for it. Is it is now. But- so, so for those that don't know, I actually suffer from motion sickness. I used to. I didn't know early that. 3D, yeah. For, I used to for early 3D video games like okay. Wolfenstein and such. I had to take Dramamine before I would play. Oh. Or else I would I would become nauseous. So that started to trigger a little bit of that for me. And I know some other people were getting, getting dizzy or getting motion sickness yeah. because it, it didn't go on very long. No, the
0: decision to put that just in the intro outro was probably a good one then.
3: Yeah. Ultimately I, I do thank you for that. But, um, but for me, that could have caused a, a literal hiccup with vomit. <laughs> so it had it gone on for a long period. I just uh because it catches my eye and it's just something like, yeah, I couldn't as growing up, I couldn't like read in the car very long unless I took Dramamine. I just, the motion of trying to read wow. words while bouncing.
0: I would, I would encourage people to stuff. go back, watch youtube.com slash the pinball network over, take a watch. Uh, if you've already seen through it, watch it again. It's a lot of fun. And it's a good celebration. But it, the process itself, my, the thing that I wasn't expecting as as we filmed that probably a week and a half prior to the ceremony and it was, so it was pre-recorded and we, we hoped like hell that all the filming was going to be because going back and reproducing parts of it was going to be impossible. The, all that worked wonderfully. It, it wonderfully captured uh, lighting and everything, audio, all of it was great. But in the... Editing process, Dennis, editing is always, and I think my pal, Amoto that does, uh, the Twippies will relate very well. And we talked about it. It's kind of a nightmare. Editing is very, very tough ov- often overlooked underappreciated work, but that's what gives the character of a certain piece. I wasn't expecting. So I was proud of myself, Dennis and listener that editing wise I've poured pff, over a hundred hours easy into the editing of the pinball industry awards. Um, probably over 200 hours. I was proud that I got it done. My first cut, usually is about two or three edit sessions. First cut was done like three days prior to the ceremony. I was like, oh, that's cutting this? it close. Three days. I'm like three days. This is great. I'm going to be able just uh, I'll render the first draft just to kind of see where we're at. I'll go back and start editing little bitty hiccups that are going to be there. Well, I I started that render and 24 hours later, it still wasn't, done and 36 hours later it was then done 36 hours listening—that that is a long run i blame the swirly background of doom that didn't help and the layering of the different like the podium behind the scenes the podium didn't have an insignia that said the pinball industry awards that was digital but stuff like <gasps> that layered on top of one Ugh. another for an hour and 40 minutes. So, needless to say, 36-hour render time, then cut an entire day and a half of editing. I thought I'd be able to edit out some of the little things. Like, there's a fucking typo at the beginning, which I'll never let myself uh, forget. There were some transition issues on a couple occasions. So, uh, we're going to put up a nice re-edited version that took another day to render. So, oh, But, man, it was up to the final second. Like, I, I thought, surely I would have this thing done way in time but nope nope that's just that's how showbiz is dennis that's that's them breaks as i say. that's
3: why i I wouldn't put up the other re-render i just live with it no your
0: mistake advice god advice it's advice advice whatever thanks typo machine we did get some nice feedback from some pretty prominent people like i don't know slash from guns and roses who's Uh, that commented He's got like really big, beautiful hair and a big top hat and glasses and a nose ring, I think. Or is that Lenny Kravitz? Who is that? I think Kravitz. They both, I think, have nose rings. Rockstar status there. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Eric Menier was, and thanks to Eric Menier for hanging out during the ceremony, interacting with people. That was, that. see, it's stuff like that. That was nicely done. But uh, he said on social media, he reached out to Slash from Guns N' Roses, the co-creator uh, of Guns N' Roses by Jersey Jack. And uh, Slash said, quote, wow, that's fucking awesome. Congrats, man. Please congratulate everybody who worked on it for me. That's a direct quote from Slash about winning Best in Show and all of, all of the crystals from the Pinball Industry Awards. That's, that feels good, right, Din Din? Yeah. That feels good. We even had the Slow Mo guys. Very YouTube famous slow mo guys. Uh, they quoted on Kerry Hardy's YouTube. He, he did a video on the pinball industry awards and feedback he was giving. Gavin or Gav from the slow mo guys responded and said, quote, Honestly, it was a great honor to be part of this and to share the category with such long standing and admired pinball creators. I know I'm new to pinball and don't regularly make pinball content, but it's a new hobby that's brought me so much happiness to me in the recent months. Wow. That's nice. Wow. That
3: video is really good. It's really good. It's really good. I saw that video from Carrie, and yeah, that's one of the things that that see that those that that one is an excellence award. Where Slash was commenting on those category awards, and those were those were determined in different ways. Yes. I think people get get confused about that. Like, uh, so in the case of the the videography, you know, one of the big things, and the minutes will go up on the website. Our our webmaster is just really busy with work right now, mm-hmm. and so. He'll get he will get those up but obviously work needs to come first so yeah. uh, for George but uh, yeah the the thing was it's just a, that video had such an impact I mean it's an it's an interesting thing to say you have someone like Gav who comes in who's not a quote unquote pinball person sure. or wasn't up until that point maybe we've indoctrinated him now but Hopefully. it taught pinball people things that we did not know. It took an outsider coming in and shooting the video the way they did to show us stuff about our own hobby. Oh, that says a lot,
0: I think. It says a yes, yes it does. I, I was I was overwhelmed by that video how great it was and how much of an impact it had for our industry. I'm glad the TPN media came in together and agreed that that was, you know, that was a really really good piece along with uh, a Moto Arcade, so. Yeah, you Boom.
3: mentioned her yeah. editing. I mean, yeah, her videography work was re- was recognized as well.
0: Boom. What'd you think for, about for good the, reason. What'd you think about the actual hardware itself? I love well it
3: trophies. was it's yeah it looked nice hard to film
0: on green screen but yeah
3: i'm just gonna say uh, you know retrospect. clear crystal doesn't you know even without the green screen it might have been hard just because it's clear crystal i never really thought about that until I you tried either. to show them nope uh, they looked hefty they are very I, I mean i like them i i mean obviously we knew for quite a while that we were gonna we were gonna run with crystals mm-hmm. and do you know co- you know shorthand thinking hey crystals would work, work really well let's yeah. do some crystal trophies um, yeah I thought beautiful. they looked great I like that the excellence ones look different mm-hmm. than the category awards and I like that the best in show is different oh, than
0: both that's the big I just, boy I thought it was cool it was really really nice yeah uh, in retrospect I think David Dennis who helps has helped us so so much from Silver Ball Chronicles and TPN he was asking like do you have any uh, photos of the of the trophy for prom- promotional use and you and and I'm like okay so one day I, I took about an hour to try to just take pictures of that damn trophy it's impossible like,
3: that's why impossible. if you had a
0: mirrorless camera if you hadn't wasted your money on DSLR <laughs> it was the lighting No, all of it was impossible because anything you put it by it reflects and dazzles off of it so uh, I think people are going to enjoy it what about that uh, announcer we're going to now call our announcer who's the third character of the ceremony we're going to call her Crystal a misannouncer lady? Misannouncer lady. That was fun. Oh, and let me put in really quick because I just because I know there are photographers
3: that listen. I'm joking about the DSLR thing. That was a joke. Oh yeah, no, you're going to get right into the network at gmail dot com like, Dennis, that's completely unfair. DSLR is a completely <laughs> professional camera grip. I don't want to hear it. It was a joke. All right, I, no, I've learned my I've learned my lesson across all these podcasts. Photons, you got to
0: watch need, out for him. I need I need
3: I need to be clear. I'm gonna, I'm going to hear the end. You're going to have a disclaimer
0: uh, every time you make a statement now.
3: Hello. No, only only the most blatant ones. Okay. Most blatant ones. I don't want I don't want to kill all of my jokes. But yeah, but she was
0: she transformed uh, that was that that a ceremony. That
3: was a great and the chat really responded well to the integration of her as the announcer oh. on top of you and Greg as the hosts. She
0: was so funny, calling yeah. me a shill and saying that she brings class to that shit show. Oh, mm-hmm. and saying I like turtles, <laughs> I like toadles. So so good. I had a blast, but I am glad it's over yes yes let us not ever do that oh, for several months man i don't know did you hear one of the hosts named zach god he was a stud he announced next year it uh the pinball industry awards to be a live event that's pretty terrifying
3: that's pretty presumptuous wow know, let's hope that they're not a bunch of covid strain mod mutations oh, come that change that
0: on up. here comes denny downer again i'm just saying yeah, it'll be fine know. people are going to be I don't think people will judge you if you have to pivot from it. Well, I'm sure, just saying, yeah. you know, we don't That's know. That's the goal. That's you. the goal. A nice gala. Would you come? Uh come on. probably. Come on. Yeah. Dep- I, I mean, I I'm going to We're going to keep, see- keep it in January, right? Yeah, keep it in January, live gala, live mixer. What are you going to uh, do it in Chicago? Yeah, in, Chicago. in the winter? Oh, absolutely. Wow. Oh, uh, okay, well, absolutely. depending on flights maybe. We just I don't hold- want to dr- I wouldn't want to drive it. Everybody in the industry holds one another, stays warm. It will be fine. And then I'm thinking after Uh, well tpn can hire a a dj or or a band and after the awards are over we can all celebrate together in a nice fashion i think it's going to be fun Hmm. we just got to figure out how we're going to do the tables and different things and who's going to be invited and all that but i've already talked to some of the industry leaders over at um summit stern and jjp and, and and whatnot and they're very interested in going so it'll be a blast and before we close out this uh, this uh, portion of news, I have to say, I forgot a very important thank you. Um, <gasps> Man.
3: You don't have to thank me, Zach.
0: It's okay. Well, I, I adore you. But I forgot to thank the person who created the actual logo for the Pinball Industry Awards. Joel, you forgot Joel? I did. Joel Engelbert, thank you so much. And publicly, I wanted to make this public because... I completely forgot him in the credits. I forgot him just overall, but I gave him a, a concept, a vision for what we wanted as the logo for the the crystals, and he knocked it out of the party. He did a wonderful job and went back and modified it as I as we needed. And yeah, none of this could have been done without him. So, Joel Engelberth, I love you. Thank you so much for doing that. And I'm so sorry. Don't let that be a reflection upon. Um, me not appreciating it by forgetting. It's just, um, I'm an idiot and I forget shit. So thank you, Joel. Yes. Thank you, Joel. We also had another award show that led up to the pinball industry awards called the reach Arounds. Did you get the impression? And it's only a few people, but did you get the impression that some people didn't realize that that was a joke. I did. I okay. did. People really were like, Oh geez. Another award. <laughs> like these guys can't circle jerk themselves enough.
2: It was Another for fun. Two. I mean, granted,
3: the, the, the quote-unquote real award shows are for fun, too, but, but
0: it was both for fun and a joke. I like. thought it was a dynamite, dynamite piece of entertainment. Uh, it we, was well put together. Wow. We had Ed Robertson from the Bare Naked Ladies offer some original work to Jeff T. and Martin Robbins, the creators of the Reach Around Awards, that, uh, can you get better than that? They had uh, a cavalcade of different pinball people that did some voiceover work for it. It was just. A I really like the red
3: the red carpet skit they yes. did at
0: the start. That was a lot of fun with Manu and Becca. That was mm-hmm. that was great. The jokes, the writing was superb. Nicely done to the fellows over there. The writing was really really well done, and uh, I I couldn't think of a better like to me symbolically. Dennis and listener, it was a here comes the the punch Wednesday with this fun, funny, comical approach to kind of take the piss out of the awards process and make fun of ourselves as TPN kind of, uh, but do so in a respectable fun way. And then bam, you get the other cut on the the following day, Thursday, with the formal ceremonies of the pinball industry awards. I I don't know, it's just how much hard work went into both of those and dedication back to the providers and pinball as a celebration. In an honor, it, it was great. I, I can't yeah, wait for it this was, every year.
3: And that wasn't that wasn't like a highly coordinated no? plan. Uh, <laughs> Jeff and Martin weren't on the the Pinball Awards Governance Committee. They weren't handling the scheduling for any of that. The Reach Arounds was their just their
0: separate project mm-hmm. that they thought would be fun to do. Yeah, so and I'm glad they did it. It worked out really well. Our team is happy here, and uh, we're appreciative of all the positive feedback and some of the con- uh, critical constructive feedback. Uh, we're appreciative.
2: Yeah,
3: we're well. planning to make modifications as we we knew we would yeah. we would need to for the following year. And some of the stuff we were able to identify ourselves, and some we were not. So thank you for yeah. those that have reached out and given suggestions about from judging to ways that the the excellence panel could work mm-hmm. to ideas on nomination set setup, all that sort of stuff. It's been it's been helpful. It, yeah. is.
0: it has been a lot of fun. And there were a, a subset of people, and I speak alone on this, but there were a subset of people that were misinformed and ignorant. And to those assholes. I don't know what's gonna make you happy. I, that's no... kind of toxic, static. Yeah, sure it is. Sure it is. But uh, eat my shorts. Is that that's yeah? That's not toxic. How do you how do you take offense to eat my
3: shorts? Well, I mean, it's like it's not like the rudest phrase that you could come up with. But the spirit is Lick still. my balls. Negative. Is that better? The spirit still. You can dare leak to my
0: balls. See, that would have been funnier, and it wouldn't have come across with the same the tone. Eat my ass. Piss off. Fuck you. I mean, I could have eat my shorts was better. I
3: do think, you know, and I knew this would be an issue, but I am surprised at how much of an issue this it was. It's just the number of people that seem to have been unable to understand that there were three different processes, depending on
0: which award it oh, was. Oh, going to keep going, up appreciate like, sure. okay. That,
3: yeah, well, just, I mean, it's just including people that were involved in the process. So it's yeah, not, it's not yeah. just outsiders, but it's like. You know, all the stuff that went to the various 2020 games, that was with the 40 judges that self selected. I mean, we reached out to a diverse group of people to invite them Mm -hmm. or let them know, hey, you can apply for a ballot. And there were a lot that didn't either, they didn't all give reasons. Some of them did and told me that they, you know, they felt they didn't have enough experience with the games in 2020 because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I get it. So that was the, those were who selected the games. And then the excellence awards were the TPN panel. Yes, but yes, the t- like the TPN panel didn't decide who won Best Art, Cabinet, and back Backglass. No. That was the 40 it judges. It
0: wasn't that decided everything. I think whenever you right, have me right. and Greg Bowden sitting up there, people are like, oh, this is their awards, and they're picking. It's like, no.
3: Right. And then the Hall of Fame stuff, that wasn't the TPN group either. There were hundreds of public votes that, that determined who got what in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the listeners. They did a good the, job. The listeners and the non-listeners, because I'm sure some people that don't listen yeah, to anything yeah, TPN voted point. in that. So it's just – I and I we knew going in that that was going to make it more confusing than just having one unified mm-hmm. system. Uh, I'm surprised at how confu- – I, I, I'm trying to think of a better way to explain it, and maybe there isn't. And uh, we're going to do
0: some modifications for next year.
3: Oh, yeah. No, there will be changes anyway, because mm-hmm. there are there are a lot of things that came up, including like with the Excellence Committee. There were people on that committee that five minutes in were always like we're already like, I wish we had done. We'd change this and this and this is like we need to follow the written rules of what we've come up with. You know, transparency and consistency mm-hmm. are key, but we can keep that stuff in mind for 2021 because I've, I've learned from all sorts of things. The worst thing this is my my personal opinion. Worst thing you can ever do is announce a set of rules and then decide in order to fix things that you're going to change them because then you're changing rules on people yeah, and so that, good. and it looks, it looks uh, in the words of among us, sus, it looks <laughs> super sus. So don't do that. Change rules for the future. Always stick by your rules for the present as best you can, at least. And then that way everyone knows that you're operating above board.
0: Yep. If you thought it was decent enough this year, next year, as a uh, Miss Crystal announcer lady said, is going to be a banger.
3: Overall, I was really pleased with how it, it, it came out and with with uh, just in terms of the number of people we had involved as judges to who they represented. Wow, to some
0: big, the, big people there.
3: But I don't want to talk about it for several months. I need yeah. to go into my cocoon.
0: Yes, that we will. And a bunch of the prominent naysayers that hopefully understand that it was a very respectful and it was a very objective way to the best of our abilities to celebrate and to showcase all that was pinball in 2020. Maybe they'll jump on board next year. Stern Pinball in the news this week. They have new code. You love your code updates, Dennis. Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that there's like Thanos in it now. That's a big jump. 0.98. Woo. It took a big jump there. I don't, I do uh, maybe they had 0.97, but it felt like it went from 0.93 to 0.98 really quickly. Yeah, you can battle Thanos now. This is an added wizard mode that lights when you spell strange after the whole battle royale wizard mode and all the five gem quests. It's like your big... Battle Thanos wizard mode. Also- but I
3: want to be Thanos.
0: I know. That's what uh, Ray Day has to hear all the time. Poor Ray Day. <laughs> Thanos attacks is also a new wizard mode. Just wizard modes galore. This lights, this whole Thanos attacks lights when you spell strange after collecting the soul gem and playing at least two gem quests. So that is pretty attainable. I can see people getting that because you get that damn soul gem pretty frequently, if not every other game. So uh, this is something you're going to see very frequently. And then you get, like, super victory laps after the Thanos attacks. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. A lot of cool stuff. It's getting really, really big. Maybe it'll be trending up. Who knows? And it did win, like, best design, layout, best code. That's kind of the one-two combo for a great game, isn't it? Uh, it depends on the person, obviously. Sure. I think some collectors
3: are more about the spectacle and the lights and such. But from a, for players, I'd say normally layout and rules are
0: what they mostly look at. Absolutely. Absolutely. We also had Joe Kamenkow from Kapow Pinball fame and Data East fame, and uh, where else did he go? He big to Sega. Um, a statement from the Super Awesome Pinball Show. I'm going to read this quote. This is regarding the Harry Potter license that we were discussing last week here at the Pinball Show. Joe Kamen Cow says, quote, Harry Potter is absolutely, positively, 100%, side note, I, I think he's serious here, <laughs> 100% not being designed by Brian Eddy. Bet anyone $1,000 or a really good steak dinner on that one. And if I did have Potter, and it was, I'm trying to accentuate the all caps, did, was going to be made, I'd design it myself. What does this quote mean to you? Uh, that Brian <laughs> Eddy isn't doing Harry Potter? <laughs>
3: okay, yeah.
0: Why make the statement, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was trying to figure that out. I'm like, what in the world? Why do we I this almost statement?
3: feel like this is manufactured. I almost feel like that this is like, hey, people are, like, Harry Potter is catnip for
0: pinheads. So let's just keep bringing it up, even though nothing's happening with it. Oh, I see. Do you think that after listening, because you and I didn't get to discuss that last week, Dennis, that with the statements made about the whole Harry Potter during like the, the Roger Sharp really saying, oh, he's going to do a great job with it, Joe Will and blah, blah, blah. Do you think that this intellectual property is at the cusp of being attained or has already been granted? Do you nope. think they're working on it? Nope. No. Interesting. I mean,
3: I'm I, I wouldn't be surprised if a pinball company has approached to try and get the license, but I no, I don't think it's in the works.
0: Hmm. Well, it's not Brian Eddy. So yeah, that's, that's why I think it is. Which would something. be an easy thing, which would be an easy 100% percent known to be true thing if you don't have the license. Yeah, but I don't think you make the statement unless you're kind of in that process. I still don't. Why? Why even make the statement about? Well, it's not Brian Eddie. But
3: then what? But then saying. But okay. But then saying yeah. And if I did have Harry Potter, that it's going to be a Cam and Cow design. Who? I mean, let's be frank.
0: His games aren't in the top lists. No. I, he later on, I think, uh, Super Awesome Pinball Show in a special with Sophia Ryan from uh, American Pinball. They did give an update and said that. Cam and cow, if he did do it, not only was he going to be uh, designing it, but he said he would get some help and it would be through someone ideally like a George Gomez and the collaboration them two did on Batman 66. So now it's making even more sense. you think about Beatles collaboration with George Gomez and Cam and cow again, I didn't realize Cam and cow had design credits on those games. Hmm. I can't confirm that he has design credits because I don't know Who designates that besides Stern? I don't know if they make that a public thing. Isn't it normally a public thing? It's
3: normally listed at IPDB. I mean, uh, we always go to like
0: Pinside. Sometimes there's a difference between what Pinside recognizes as a designer versus IPDB. I don't know if what IPDB has is just, you know, an enthusiast's account until like a Wikipedia until something. I don't know. Well, currently IPDB for Batman 66
3: says that the designer is only Gomez. And the
0: same for Beatles. Okay. I just have a hard time believing with Cam and cow's history that he doesn't have any say to the design of those titles.
3: I'm not, I'm not saying that I, yes, I am saying that I don't think he does. I don't think he meddles in design at all anymore. I think it was different back in the, in the eighties and nineties when he was more heavily vested in just working on pinball. But now I think he's more just doing licenses just like uh, back in the day. Roger Sharp helped with design. I don't think he's involved in any of these designs anymore. Yeah, so yeah. on side, the Beatles, the concept credit is given to Cow, but the game design is only given to Gomez.
0: Interesting. Okay.
3: Hmm. All right. And I'm looking up Batman 66 to see what side says, just in case. Because, yeah, you're right. Sometimes they do. They do differ. And again, concept Cow, but game design solely Gomez.
0: Hmm.
3: Okay. And I think that's true. I don't think Kamikao does layout.
0: So maybe he, was sh- he should have said, I'd conceptualize it myself. That's not what he said in the quote, though. He said, i, I design it myself. <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's still And he easi-
3: easily knows that he doesn't have to do it because he doesn't have a license.
1: Mm.
0: Harry
3: Potter will never have his own pinball machine. Oh, he will. No,
0: I'm standing by that.
3: That was a terrible Voldemort on my part, too. I apologize All right. to Mr.
0: Snape and go, he will. That wasn't and bad. also,
3: as, as another notation, please do not write into the pinball network at gmail.com telling me that Harry Potter will have a, it can. I know that I'm not 100% right, <laughs> but I have to say it with conviction so that this is
0: entertainment um, people. people.
3: Listen, yes. So that people w- listen and respect me as an entertainer. You know, and you know uh, what? It will never that, happen.
0: If you're going to have a Harry Potter pinball machine, give me my boy, Brian Eddie. I'm fine with that. Don't call out Brian. No, (laughs) Kamikawa
3: will never, never allow it. Never. Apparently, even if he doesn't secure the license, he would never allow it. Um,
0: Damn. What's wrong with Brian Eddy?
3: Maybe maybe it's 100% not going to be Brian Eddy because Brian Eddy was a one off with Stranger Things and he's not actually doing more pinball.
0: (gasps) Don't scare me like that. I've heard that rumor,
3: though. I've heard that rumor, Zach.
0: Have you heard that rumor? I think he should go and take Brian Eddy out because of this quote take Brian Eddy out for a $1,000 steak dinner. Who in the hell is spending $1,000 on steak dinner?
3: It was an either or. $1,000 or a steak. Well, a really good steak dinner. So uh, maybe it does well, run $1,000. I'm I mean, saying I'm like if you're going to. Tastes yeah. run kind of
0: wealthy. Wow. I bet he eats caviar. I don't On his steak? Is that a thing? That's it doesn't sound thing. like a I, thing. I guarantee. I'm not rich enough to know any of this. I buy my steaks just like a good old American well, does. Well, once restaurant. toppers get
3: to $2,000, you'll have to let me know.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, steak dinner. Good old steak dinner. Uh, uh I'll take the thousand dollars, please. That'll only get you one topper. I'd rather have a topper instead of pooping out steak. I do like steak though. Mmm.
1: Mm.
0: Do you do a steak sauce?
3: Uh some I mean, it depends how the steak was prepared.
0: So. Uh, I mean, yeah, if it's a great steak and like the the chef's in the back, like, all right, you bastard, let's see what you do. Like, Most okay. of the
3: time I do not use sauce. If I do, I use A1.
0: I'm a big A1 guy lately. I used to be a I can't say it right, but Worcestershire, Wor- Worcestershire. Oh, Worcestershire, Yeah. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Yeah, that I was raised on that, so that's that's my steak sauce uh, choice. But yeah, A1's a good one too. I don't know if Harry Potter happens. I hope so. I hope Back to the Future happens. I hope Craig they will, Bobby's it will right. never and, live up to whatever the the hype of, of it would be. Didn't Roger Sharp touch on that on his interview with uh? Yeah, he did. I don't. He talked a little bit about Deep Root. I don't know how much, but looking forward to hear Roger. In their second part over at Saps, do another. I I just love listening to the guy. But Deep Root's in the news this week. They sent out to all of those Raza pre-order customers an update. I guess you didn't get that update as a non-buyer. This is a news flash update from Deep Root Pinball. Uh Uh-oh. Robert Mueller made a statement at the beginning saying, hey, here's your update. There's some bad news here. And I want to tell you first before he said, you know, plural podcasts. Fuck it up, basically, and tell you non-truths. So we took some notes here. He talked about the orders to these uh, pre-ordered people that ultimately they sold 70 arcade editions of Raza, 60 extra editions of Raza, totaling 130 units. So I think we were pretty close to our estimates. Mm. Uh, But they did round up to 160 total units, so an additional 30 and they're going to sell those units, those 30 additional units, uh, starting out at $8,000 for those arcade editions and 13k flat for the extra editions. They did not get their ULCE certifications yet. They were able to get the requests in two weeks ago. They're just awaiting the responses. They have good feedback so far, but they've been told it takes five weeks to complete and receive these reports, but nothing can leave that factory until those are complete. So that's that's a that's a barrier number one. Number two is parts, and this is a big one. Robert Mueller says, quote, we have orders in for about seventy percent of the bomb, end quote. I don't know what that means exactly, Dennis. If yeah, you, I'm
3: not sure if that if that uh, means that they have the 30% already or
0: if they've just ordered or, them.
3: Or if the if they've only ordered seventy percent and the other thirty has not been
0: resolved. That's scary. Are they saying the, the parts are actually in, or are they saying we've submitted our request to purchase 70% of the parts we're going to oh, need? Oh, I
3: see. Yeah. Orders in could mean that yeah. they've actually received the order. Yeah. I don't know on that either. No,
0: I don't, I don't know on a lot of things. They're attributing these delays to long lead times. That is vendors promising one thing, then changing their mind. Once they receive the money, they're uh, attributing it to large number of vendors have passed on the whole lockdown bar design due to the complexity of it. Uh, They did say there's two vendors that are willing to reproduce and and to manufacture it. But those vendors already have backlog of production on on their other manufacturing stuff. So that's going to be a delay. And another reason that there is delay on parts is because the whole lit side panels that were kind of Mm -hmm. pretty, they had some wear and tear, technical issues, wires were being frayed. So they spent the last 60 plus days working with different vendors to redesign them to make sure they're more durable and to allow for leg protectors or cup holders, which in my opinion, I would not worry about leg protectors or cup holders because for new games, ugh, I don't like either one of them. Are you a cup holder no, but guy? A lot of, I don't, uh, but like on a lot of
3: locations that I've played at when it wasn't a pandemic, they all like all use the cup holders.
0: I'm just not a big fan of the cup holders.
3: Well, that's very popular. So I understand the leg protectors is dumb because
0: that. you already have a metal leg protector. Those, I don't, yeah, I don't, unless that's what they're talking about. I, I assumed he was talking about like the colored ones that, mm. that uh, Oh yeah. The decal wrinkles from the nineties. They're trying to cover that, but I don't, I don't know. So that's, what's taking so long production wise. The first lines are ready to go and they're going to proceed prepping those parts. Have them ready over the next couple of weeks, but they don't mm. have all the parts. Mm. Robert made the decision. Uh, I'm going to do a quote here. He said, quote, Decision not to show production lines or illusory or, and deceptive pictures of parts or lines or cabinets for many obvious reasons. I guess the obvious reason is that because they're not there, what's so obvious?
3: Yeah, I just assume the, the obvious reason would be showing the and it kind of reminds me of like highway pinball. I think where there are well, accusations after the, after the fact of, Hey, look, here's a picture of a part. And thereby implying that we, we, you know, we have crates of these ready uh, to go. Not, we have a one-off head, pick up a prototype.
0: screwdriver. Yeah. Just pretend you're putting it on that cabinet. Good. Send yeah. Yeah. Up. Things like that. Okay. Weaving illusion. So he's trying to be transparent here. Good regarding additional streams of this content uh, for people. They said, we've got all the, I love that they're updating their stream rigs to these customers. We've got all our rigs, we've got our equipment now, but Robert's requesting that no streams occur because they do have project deadlines and they have other projects that some of these people that would be streaming are working on. So that's a thing. Okay. So what are the expectations? Well, he said he should expect to receive parts the beginning of March, and the first Raza's rolling off the line and leaving the facility mid March. Whoa! Mm. Why put another timeline on that? Well, you've people already, wonder. You've people have their mo- people
3: have money in now, though. People have money in now. Okay. They've pre-ordered.
0: Would you bet a thousand dollars or a good steak dinner that uh, none of them are leaving mid March?
3: Yeah, uh, I because I don't understand like the parts and the seventy percent stuff. No, I I have no context really of their... Because if they actually have received 70% of the parts already, I think it's really reasonable that they could meet that deadline. But if they, they only all... just put the orders in and they have 0% of the parts or only the 30%, then I would I would not want to bet that they'd get it done in March.
0: But they did. To be fair, they also said that the first production model was ready for FlipTronic to stream. And that sure as the hell was not a production model. Right? Is that fair? Oh, I think we thought at the time it was. We were told it was. Communication-wise, the next update from Deep Root will be by the end of February. Still wait and see. This isn't a wait and see. The Super Awesome Pinball Show had on Sophia Ryan, who is now employed at American Pinball.
3: Yeah, she was with Williams. I have this downloaded. I've not been able to listen to it yet.
0: I'm hoping to hear it this week. Yeah, not a lot of reports from that interview. There wasn't anything exclusive per se, but it was just a nice recollection of her work with Williams and and working with some of the designers and mechanical engineers. Well,
3: she's just started, right? I don't imagine she has a lot to report from American Pinball yet.
0: No, uh, as of the time of the recording, she'd been there three days. Okay, yeah.
3: So, yeah, for three days, I've got to guess. She probably knew as much as you would expect someone with three days work experience.
0: Now, here's the interesting part that they kind of brushed over. Nobody said anything. Zofia Ryan had worked at American Pinball before. I did not know that. Yeah, during Houdini. I don't know if she was contracted just to come in maybe to help with some of the mechanical pieces with Joe Balser. I'm not sure they didn't really dive into it, but yeah, she she had been at American pinball before. I just I have this vision. I know it's not surely it's not right. Please do not write into the pinball network at gmail.com
3: and tell me how not right this is. Uh I just have this vision that it was brought in for J Pop's Houdini. Oh! She just walked in, looked at it, said, "Won't work." Walked
0: said, out. Fuck it! Threw the card up.
3: I'm out. No, she just walked. It was like we like as a consultant just walked in, looked, said, "Won't work." Mechanically, won't work. Walked out.
0: <laughs> oh God, no!
3: <laughs> that's a My that's my head cannon. Okay. Let yeah. let
0: that live on. She seemed like a very. For me. I I need this. She seemed like a sweet, knowledgeable person. I'm I'm interested to see what she's got upper sleeves with regard to the mechanics and the engineering over on their future games. So it, it should be a lot of fun. Hopefully I'm hoping we get like a, like a combination of a Popeye and a junkyard together. Oh my God. No, <laughs> we don't need anything from Popeye back. Oh, d- at least throw junkyard under the bus too. If you're going to throw Popeye.
3: Well, no junk. All right. The problem with junkyard is, is like way too heavy on the, on the video mode scoring, but yeah. otherwise the layout's okay. It's a pretty cool-ish game. It's like the best of all the games with a toilet on the play field. Yeah, it's like
0: the best one. Still give the nod to South Park or Austin Powers, which I love.
3: I've never played Austin Powers, so.
0: Did you know that uh, TNA, that game you got in your game room, did not have a toilet Beep. on it? It had like a bowl up top where the reactor, I guess. It a it's got a scoop. Like a bouncing turd, I guess, back and forth between the sleeves. <laughs> it was for a transition into our another story.
1: And mm, that is subtle as
0: a chainsaw, you were. Yeah, it really was. Just another pinball podcast with our buddy Joel. Invited over Scott Denisi, the creator mm. of TNA and Rick and Morty uh, to talk about kind of to take a, a trip back into TNA design and the genesis of that game. And one would think, what the hell's that got to do with anything right now? Like what TNA, what?
3: Well, not everything has to be the current news. I mean, that's what Silver Brawl Chronicles is all and about, as, not
0: the current news. As I listened back, it was probably my favorite podcast episode that he's done. It was really nicely done. And uh, it was... Uh, the new bar for Joel. Yeah. It was a pleasure listening to Denise be open and candid about some of his design choices and the process and the timeline and how it all worked. But things like, he talked about Wizard of Oz from Jersey Jack kind of being an inspiration for TNA's lighting. Uh, maybe not for the best reasons, because... He totally disagreed with how they utilized RGB as that was kind of one of the first really impactful full RGB games in pinball. He said they just, they overdid it. They made it too blingy. It didn't make sense to the story they were telling throughout the code and the moments. So he talked about wanting to do that for TNA, but making it so subtle that people wouldn't expect it until they experienced the need for it uh and then it overwhelming people someone like the music so he said that was an inspiration and I had not heard him talk about this listener but maybe he has Denise he talked about the original Denise lock design pattern there it was not at all like the straight uh, path that we see today with those three drop targets. No, it was a curved path. Then it had like a uh, like a curved 180 that the ball would come and sit. And then it would have a kicker that would kick it back into the orbit. Hmm. Very. Interesting. I, I need to see. I like. I need to see a sketch to understand exactly what this it feels. What this means early solid state EM ish with those little. Uh,
3: yeah, but so does the existing inline drop method
0: because inline drops were all about the early eighties. Sure, but we've seen inline drops in metallic. That wasn't as crazy. I'm talking about the EMs like like an Aztec, right? Where you kick it up in that little gully and then it kicks it back out. That's that's what it felt like to me, and I thought hmm. oh, that's rather interesting. Hmm. Well, Aztec reference there. How about that? Yeah, I'll have to go back and look at the Aztec Playfield because I have no mental picture of it. Oh well, you know, um, one of us has to know what they're talking about here with old pinball machines, Dennis. Yeah, enjoy
3: it while you can. You just focus on the research that one for hours. You probably had that in your pocket for ten episodes, waiting to use it.
0: It's coming in pinball market trends. (laughs) Oh
3: my god. (laughs)
0: I did own one for a short this, period. The
3: show is so lame. Oh,
0: man. Scott DeNisi also talked about how modern pop bumpers are just a complete waste of mechanics.
3: I totally agree with him. I totally agree as well. And I, that's one thing of of all the stuff he's done. I know he gets, you know, a, a lot of people look and go about the light show in the music. And, and I understand all that. The one thing I've noticed, though, between both Rick and Morty and Total Nuclear Annihilation is Scott is very deliberate in terms of where he's
0: placing pops. Yeah. And in both situations, I think he executed them to near perfection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and He made
3: them matter. He makes yes. them
0: matter. Yeah. And I would almost, because of the slings that I'm used to nowadays them stern slings, pop, 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 there's your out lane, Uh I wouldn't have minded Dennis if he would have put two lower pops on Rick and Morty because they're actually, in a lot of ways, less brutal than a traditional sling sure
3: but the interesting thing is because of him only doing one you have an asymmetrical difference so the behavior on the left is different than the behavior on the right yeah and, and
0: there's something to be said for that it hurts my brain because of uh balance and and, and symmetry but...
3: well vi- visually i'm uh, i'm a big symmetry fan visually mm-hmm. but in terms of gameplay
0: experience you will always have more uniqueness out of asymmetry absolutely absolutely so yeah you go listen to that episode listener cuz it was it was fun it was a really really good one and i wouldn't tell you that if it was just scott rambling on about the stuff he's already talked it was fun no this stuff that you've
3: mentioned i haven't heard this episode yet but this stuff you've mentioned this is all new to me oh, i had not heard yeah. any of these elements and jolted the a really differing good lock job. the Doing the interview, and maybe, maybe the maybe he's commented before about the pop bumper thing. I know he mentioned about wanting pop bumpers to be impactful, mm-hmm. so I I know that. And that's something I've complained about for a long time is especially on sorry Stern, but especially on a lot of Stern pinball machines, sure. his desire to stick a cluster of three somewhere where they're not dangerous anymore. No, like you get an on easy Stern rollout. Star Trek, the pop bumpers are the safest thing in the whole game. It's a controlled just feed. safe. Yes, yeah, it's a, exactly. It's a control It's just safe, and it's not what pop bumpers were meant. Harry Williams would be turning. And his gray. Yeah. That is not what they were meant to be.
0: What well, that and whenever people give Dwight Sullivan shit for his uh, pop roulette, his pop bumper roulette, I'm like, you know what? At least you give a purpose for the pop bumpers there like ghostbusters yeah, that, or turtles i'm like yeah, that's really it, de- it depends on again that that one comes down to the
3: player again you know, the more tournament minded players seem to dislike the roulette because of the it's the same as mystery awards they don't like randomness i, get, but at least but I know other people with them. that just from a use perspective love that being more than oh well we'll hit pops 30 times and then it'll like
0: increase the spinner value by 100 points yeah, or something. i hate that what i want and stop yeah, with the bonus and shit like that Integrate pops into modes. I don't know how many times I got to scream that. Why can't we have, instead of hit the flashing lights, if you've got eight modes, coder and designer, why are you making all eight of them hit the flashing? Make a pop bumper mode. Yeah. Aztec would do it. Yeah. 10 pops, a ramp. 10 pops, a ramp. Mode's done. At least give me a reason to shoot those pops. I guess all games can't be as integrated as well and and depth-wise as The Hobbit. But, you know, whatever. I'm not talking to you about The Hobbit. The Hobbit utilizes pops in their modes. And a kickback. Aces in the hole, baby. Speaking of podcasts, Spooky Pinball Pop... Am I reading this correctly? Hanging it up after 11 years? (gasps) They were the longest-going podcast You you know what I always say?
3: It's a rare podcast that can really get past
0: 11 years. (laughs) That's right. Yes. Oh. Yeah, we knew it was gonna happen. It's a trend, man. Yeah.
3: It's just it's science.
0: (laughs) There's bitterness. I knew this was I knew this was coming. Knew it was coming. (laughs) Congratulations to all that has been done over there with with Charlie and Bug and, and the cast of characters at Spooky Pinball Podcast. Um I'm gonna miss their I'm gonna miss their podcast, but they're going to be jumping back into YouTube. Uh Oh, a a little bit different format over on YouTube. So we get to see their beautiful faces Mm. and the masses so long from the podcast family and welcome uh, as a YouTuber myself. Welcome to the family over there. Yeah. And we cannot talk about YouTube without talking about the The new highly acclaimed pinball show. The pinball show. The the pinball show. The pinball show. 2.0. Zen Studios with their brand new copied show title. The pinball show. We didn't get to talk about it last week, Dennis. Just Joe nope. Fox and I talked about it. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen, their, I haven't seen their show yet. You want to say 14
3: minutes of your life?
1: Oh.
3: Ouch.
0: I'm not being bitter, guys, because it
3: sounds like name. you're being a little bitter because
0: they happen to take the same no, name because they clearly didn't listen to this show and that upsets you. No, I'm not being bitter that I'm being bitter because the offering that they had was just complete shit and garbage. <laughs> and I don't care about virtual pinball, but boy, they got me to care even less. Wow. Wow. Big announcements. Like what? What the fuck? I don't know what big announcements they had. A 3D rendering of a 10-second promo? I, I don't know what it was. It was not pretty. Someone messaged me something about that they're releasing a new version of the software? I guess of the FX series.
3: I'll have to check. I'll have to check for my other podcast.
0: I just... Yeah, I want There we show Virtual Pinball some respect. Sure. I just want to update, uh, update the listener because we talked about it last week and them taking the name. I did... We did hear back from, we as in, I heard back from uh, the chief operating officer out of California. Reached out to me and uh, to let you listeners know, said, Hey, I'm getting a lot of feedback from people saying that the pinball show was already taken because uh, people were pretty loud on social media about it. And thank you to all of you all that was looking up for us here at the pinball show. But reached out and said, Legal kind of already passed it to my knowledge that it wasn't being used. So let me look into it to see what's going on. And that was maybe over a week ago. And I haven't heard anything since. But I did ask for an update a couple of days ago. I said, Hey, any updates, any more thoughts? And, uh, nope, not yet. Still, still being a Casper here. Got nothing. I don't know. They already have the neon signs. act. Once you have the neon
3: well, maybe they could add another neon hang it and make it say Zen yeah. and they could put it like a little carrot in between. So the
0: Zen pinball show? Yeah, or they could the, do that. Or the Zen pin show. That's cool. Um, uh, sounds awfully 12 year oldy. The Zen pin show. The virtual pinball
3: show? That don't but have it's not to just it? about virtual pinball, it's about their stuff.
0: Yeah, like specifically, oh, it's not about because, all of virtual pinball. Yeah, because it's all about all of pinball in general. I mean, they're
3: going to cover the pinball
0: arcade on there, are they? Well, are they going to cover all of pinball calling it the pinball show? gonna cover the part that makes all the money they are gonna well, hey we're gonna cover the part that has nothing that's to the video game better
3: than pinball please don't complain about the Just, <laughs> remark that video games yeah. are better than pinball at the pinball network at gmail.com. call
0: it the video game pinball show
3: something that makes
0: more sense <sighs> that's so wordy it's so you're not helping them that's too wordy okay all right well
3: granted it's not your job to come up with their
0: names so. no it's not it's my job to come up with gold and other people's jobs to steal gold. it <laughs> I did uh, let him know that we do have a Facebook page with handle. We do have a trademark in the process uh, of current, currently in the process with the, uh, the government board of trademarks and patents or whatever. Um, And then I believe we have the, the URL as well, the pinball show. But yeah, semantics, right? Try to keep hashtagging the pinball show, bringing people to us. I'm sure it was inadvertent. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. Okay, sure. I'll tell you plenty of stuff off air that may make you think otherwise.
3: Oh, well, it's hard for me to care. We don't even have a t-shirt to sell. <gasps> we don't make any money.
0: Because when we do t-shirts, we do it right. So we're still preparing. <laughs> We've been
3: saying that for a year. We're going slop year. it together. Almost a year now. 2021,
0: well, Dennis, we're going to have There's no it. t-shirt.
3: God. There's no t-shirt. Whatever. Silver Bell Chronicles has a t-shirt. Yeah, they, they have like five. They've got
0: five of them, whatever. Hey, I did spend money on silverbellswag.com. Ding. See? Isn't that nice? I like to, uh, like to show love and support by my fellow media. You didn't say what you bought. Media. Oh, shit. Um, I bought a new hat. Why,
3: why was the Loser Kid hat not good enough for you? Um,
0: I, th- I have re- Be
3: very careful with your response. I
0: haven't retired the, the award-winning Loser Kid hat. It's sitting up there. I got my Pacers hat that I wear, flipping out hat that says bye-bye-bye. But I wanted another fresh hat. And the logo that Ray Day created was just too scrumptious for me to pass up. So I think that's the first thing I bought from Silverball Swag, and I'm going to cherish it. I love that hat. It says Ray Day Pinball on it in the rare logo kind of thing. Love it. Mm-hmm. Just love that thing. So I'm going to sport the hell out of that. And I did get a, just another pinball shirt. He was kind enough to give me one. I've got all kinds of swag to wear over the next couple months. Fancy. Right. Well, you do wear a lot of pinball swag. I do. I like it. Only if it's soft. Don't send me that Yes, don't that's send true. me that rush. I won't wear it.
3: You, you, like, you like the premium tri blend sort of shirts. Yeah, the and picky stuff. nips.
0: Remember? Yes. I,
3: I heard your uh I should episode get
0: with the fox.com. The reviews are in. <laughs> and the Pinball Market Trends should receive its own excellence award. I could see the pinball market trends getting its own crystal. Honestly, for what? There's no category that recognizes it. Oh, maybe the Twippies needs that. Twippies needs a best podcast segment. Do you think the it best w- best market trend segment? Do you think that uh, if if there was an award for best pinball segment, that pinball market trends would take home a crystal or a Twippy? Sadly, it pr- it probably would. Fuck yeah, would pinball. But
3: I but I wouldn't. I what? wouldn't vote for it. I wouldn't vote for it
0: market trends
3: i wouldn't vote for it what
0: would you it wouldn't what be would you i would rank for. it at
3: all i don't know games Something we else. like
0: games we hate
3: i kind of miss that i one. do
0: too i like that one too <laughs>
3: <laughs> kind of miss that one the or, or would you buy that from slam Tell they still do that one that's a good one though to be fair bruce and ron i don't actually ever look up the games because i'm listening in my car and that would cause wrecks yes so i don't actually type them. In there, fact, I'm gonna guess no one types them in.
0: There's some good segments out there, but none as beautiful and succulent as PIMBA Can I continue now? It's your fucking segment, do what you want. Oh
3: Market Trends. Oh wow, kinda of whiny about it.
0: Trading up this week is Zen Studios creates pinball market tr- what God, the don't fuck? bring this back up come on back. Zen also You're turning so up bitter. this week is the pinball machine hall of fame recipients hey you always tell me that I need to back up my stuff with data numbers don't lie here and I can tell you this the people have voted Dennis and the people have selected the following games as the pinball machine hall of fame class of 2020 recipients meteor turning up Grand Prix trending up. Eight Bald Lux trending up. Medieval Madness, The Lord of the Rings, and The Wizard of Oz.
3: I have had <coughs> real EM fans write in going, Why did Grand Prix win? Oh. Please do not write into the pinball network at gmail.com if you are a non Thanks. real EM fan defending why you picked Grand Prix. Now I got to talk most- to
0: people about EMs. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs>
3: All all I've been able to say is I am in no way surprised. Grand Prix got in as the EM.
0: Hey, listener, you want to know a little secret? Every EM is the same. Oh. You can write
3: in and object to that.
0: That's going to make... Oh, sorry. It's a lie. Sometimes a pop bumper's worth 100 versus 50. The layouts are different.
3: Let me introduce you to my left-hand, Ted Zale, and my right, Steve Kordak teach you a
0: lesson no i'm just and manners kidding. i i am being i'm being silly there I think so. also, training being this, <laughs> also training up liar well it's up this week is wow jersey jack pinball taking home a lot for gnr so we're going to trend up gnr we are going to trend that right on up. do you have your uh your game yet your gnr oh thank you for yeah i just just got to, i wasn't supposed to be getting my collector's edition yet um, we got half of our, a uh, little over half, about half of our allotment of CEs, And I was going to wait to the end to get mine because that's what decent people do. But well, and you did advocate on this show that all the CE people should be dead last. <sighs> do you remember that? You didn't want me Neither to bring back up same thing. And here you are that was bringing that up. the episode with Bruce. Do you remember it? I remember that ceiling measuring contest episode. Trending down Zach's comments on the order uh, of game preference. A little warm in here but i i received them all and i was going to uh, i had to drop ship a, or drop ship most of them had a couple into the dock our dock and i had to ship those back out but one of them which was fortunate for me but scared the hell out of me the pallet was decimated oh wow <laughs> it came listener it came like part of the box was on the ground because the wood from the pallet was gone and there was a couple big holes in the box and i was like Oh no, no, but I looked it over as best as I could without opening it. And it looked okay, but there was just no way I could send that back out. So I was like, well, guess I'm going to have to just keep this one for myself. Isn't that nice? A hard life indeed. I was, yeah, it was the first time that I seen something so battered that I was happy. I was like, oh sweet. Because I don't have a band. You'd have to band it back to a new pallet. You have to re I don't have a box. It was a whole thing. But I did receive it. Opened it up. Bam. Out of the box. It's a Butte Clark. The thing. It really is breathtaking. There's not many pinball machines that do that. But wow. What a game. It worked perfectly out of the box. Maybe some tweaks here and there. Like I had to do on my original. And most other pinball machines I unbox. Metal guides, etc. But truly, truly. A special, remarkable machine. I'm not shilling because I can't sell any CEs. It, it's really special. Really, really special. The Light Show, Dennis, on that topper and behind the game and below the game, you couple that with the um, with the whole jukebox thing. Have you heard about the jukebox? I have. Yeah, you just you press a couple buttons and you can play the jukebox. But what I didn't realize, listener, is that when you play those, those songs on the CE, it gives you video on the 27-inch screen, uh, and it also gives you the, the light shows for said song that you play. So it's more than just a, ju- it is a true full-blown interactive jukebox. And the glitter, you can't film that glitter. You can't take a picture of that glitter because yeah. it's stagnant. The glitter does not show up on cameras. They're
3: incapable of capturing glitter because of science. On, what on you, still talking
0: about? On still photos, it is. You no, nope, ha- you're wrong. You, you have just have don't know to, how to shoot it right. You no, know, it's true. Maybe it's the mirrorless camera thing.
3: I dare not go back into that because <laughs> I'm already really worried that all the all the professional and amateur amateur photographers that listen to this oh. show are going to be
0: mad. Oh man, it's so so good. Um, I can't think of anything that I would like to see differently on the collectors. Maybe the radcals are really tricky to apply on a cabinet, and maybe instead of having the rad cow butt up against the 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 metal trim on top, you know what I'm talking about, Dennis? The not really no maybe have that under that metal trim which is tricky i get but whatever so yeah it's a beautiful game now i did also get another machine i was rewarding myself for being done with all this freaking industry awards work um i got my wonka as well i didn't remember you didn't have wonka i had an le it pissed me off one night and i sold it because it made Uh, well at least you're at least you don't make rash snap decisions well, it was one that I was doing the whole rocking thing on when I was angry playing it, where I would rock it on its two legs back and forth in an angry fashion.
1: So I got rid of I it. Don't, I don't know the, what that. Sorry to the, what that
0: has to do with anything. Well, sorry to the buyer that bought that oh. months back. Oh, did you did you break it? No, but well, then who cares? Well, I can withstand that stuff, but it was it wasn't pretty. But so no, I I wanted another another one. So I thought, well, getting G and R C E, want to match it with the with a uh, Wonka C E. Now I can report. That fucking thing didn't work out of the box. So no, like one of the Vuck kickouts just keeps on firing and I sighed really big and I turned it off and I haven't, Hmm. haven't touched it since. Well, you have been busy. (sighs) Haven't unboxed my Led Zeppelin either. I need to do that. I wonder if it's working or if you only rewarded yourself with broken things. Yeah, no shit. So one was good. One was bad. One is unknown. Turning down this week is Hot, Wheel. <laughs> Hot Wheels. Poor Jordan at FlipTronic right now is turning off the radio. Oh, sons of bitches. Hot Wheels. Boy, talk about a no-show at the Pinball Industry Awards.
3: Ugh. It tied for fourth in several categories.
0: That's what you keep telling yourself that. No, it did. I mean, I I, I pulled the analytics up. It did. Ugh. Man, what happened to Hot Wheels? And there are a lot for sale on the secondary market, too, right now. It's it's a hard thing to see because it's a it's a fun pin. It's cool. They continue. You know how Coogler and them are. They're going to continue yeah. to improve the code.
3: You know, I think the issue for for poor Hot Wheels was just that as strong as 2020 was. I mean, there's just a lot of competition. There were a lot of
0: really good games. Sure. So sure. And that just it uh, makes it hard for anyone to you, stand out. I believe I'm correct. You have not played Hot Wheels yet, correct? I have not. Okay. No. And you have not played Led Zeppelin, correct? No,
3: I've I barely even seen Led Zeppelin.
0: Okay. Um, this or that. You get you get one shot not playing either one of them you get to you get one of them for your game room Hot Wheels or Led Zeppelin Hot Wheels I'd go Led Zeppelin hmm. having played both I'd go Led yeah, Zeppelin
3: Yeah Led Zeppelin just again because I have Star Trek it just looks too much like a Steve Ritchie I already have Hot Wheels looks different than anything I have favorite
0: got. designer Steve Ritchie so that makes zero sense but all right
3: well i have multiple steve ritchie games though i mean how many do you need i only have so much room i can't be like sitting there going well gosh i sure i need a i need a wonka ce to you know, do my subtle flex next to my gnr
0: ce i, I wasn't uh, i wasn't emphasizing the ce status of them no you brought you brought it up so it's kind of an emphasis yeah. <sighs> i don't know when you go to my favorite pinball designer they're so different and complex that I could probably have all the titles and be happy so do
3: you um, own all of the games of any single designer you might I d- uh, do you have no, a do you I have a pirates do you have all the Miniers?
0: Nope, I don't I don't do you have the denises I don't I don't have I just have Rick and Morty now well, then I guess you're all talking. you don't do it. I've got two Papa Dukes, yeah, but he has like five Man, and then the zizzles one. I've got one l two l ones one l one okay, you made a good point. I don't have a favorite. The Eddies, designer, I guess. all the Eddies. I thought Brian Eddy was your favorite. Oh, I do like Brian Eddy, but in his first two games, I've got two Eddies. I've got, no, I've got you, the need go- th- you need all three. I've got the best of the. You four. Need four. You need the yeah. fourth. That's right. The fourth. I got the best of the four: Stranger Things and Shadow.
3: Yeah, but uh, his two highest ranked ones
0: of, of his whole set are Medieval Madness and Attack from Mars. Oh, sorry, I fell asleep there. Um, you're talking about those games. Deals of the week this week. Bye, bye, bye. The are there playing? aren't any deals. We're done. Okay. We're done. Ooh, speaking of ems, we got a nice Aztec on pin side right now. Well, I say nice. I can't
3: remember if I've ever played Aztec.
0: I'm I've, I've I am looking at it now. It's cool. It's got that left spinner. We like spinners and ems. Um, it's got that brutal bank up right in the middle to pop in the face, and then it's got that little right pathway. I like that little pathway. I don't. That's such a
2: it takes
3: up a lot of space for one shot. What the
0: hell else is going to be there? Or stand-up targets? We could have an
3: Orbit over there. Make it Fan Land. Make it Grand Prix. Well, Fan Land without ramps, but... Yeah, or make it just no, like every other No, I wouldn't put a EM. spinner on it. I think the one-side spinner is a good idea. I don't think we need spinners everywhere.
0: Oh, on EMs, you're going to have something. But uh, no, this is on pin side under. Uh, Carlo 45 is selling this outside of Bridgewater, New Jersey. And overall, looks in decent player's condition. Uh, they do say that the back glass is perfect, which is damn hard to find. Um, Brightly colored playfield plastics, been in the home for 20 years. They just rebuilt the chime unit, which is a big plus playfield has been cleaned, waxed. Stepper units have been cleaned and adjusted. If I'm buying an EM listener, that is the single most important thing that I want to hear that the stepper stepper units have been cleaned and adjusted. Um, So comes with schematics, 800 bucks. Buy, buy, buy. Any more. Okay. That's solid. That is really yeah. solid.
3: I like that it's a it's a four player game. I'm I'm a big sure. su- I know a lot of people because of the complexity and carryover are favor single player EMs, mm-hmm. but I think uh that EMs are more enjoyable in a multiplayer environment. So I like them to at least be a two-player. I can see that.
0: I can definitely see that. No wedgeheads for you, okay?
3: No, I mean I I mean if I had the space, I'd definitely consider Wedgeheads, but it's just I, I think having had so many games and had single player EMs, it wasn't as fun Mm. with groups of people uh, than being able to all play at the same time. Because the balls go so quick on EMs that you're really rotating players constantly. In fact, I'd almost say they're a better multiplayer experience than most modern games for that reason. You get one good player on a modern game, it's going to be like five or 10 minutes on a ball. Even great players tend not to last long on an EM.
0: Um, I I, I see where the idea of your argument's coming from. I would... I'd have a hard time saying that because some of the early solid states do just as good a job, if not better.
3: That No, that, and that's a fair point. That's why I said modern.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, modern, modern. Rather okay. than EM versus solid state. Because, yeah, when you go into, like, the 80s, they're just as brutal. Yeah. yeah, some of the Stern Electronics or some of the early Bally's and stuff. You know what I get? Why do I want Dolly? I still want that game. Listener, find me a good Dolly out there. Beautiful, beautiful Dolly.
2: I really want Dolly.
3: Probably so you can change the back glass and rename it to Escalera, you
0: shill. Oh, I would never change Dolly. No. Dolly. Escalera. I see what you did, but it wasn't funny because you talking down hilarious, Dolly
3: Parton. Wow. Someone has probably just now smacked their car into a Jersey barricade because they were laughing so hard at that joke.
0: Well, for many of you that bought the Escalera, there is an attachment called the Big Wheels attachment. It's got two huge, beautiful, bulbous wheels on there that... It kind of reminds me of those bulbous wheels of Dolly. You see what I did there? Bye bye bye. Mm-hmm. Here's another deal of the week. This is fun. Like a juxtaposition here. Deal of the week. You can spend eight hundred dollars on that Aztec, or another deal: spending eight hundred dollars on a topper. Right? And it's still a deal of the week. Jurassic Park pinball topper. Right around here in Evansville, Indiana. My buddy over there, Flawless JS. $800 for a Jurassic Park pinball topper. Buy, buy, buy. It's a good deal. Buy, buy, buy. Uh, it's a good deal. Buy, buy, buy. I like it.
3: You can try and
0: convince yourself. You're not going to find that in stock anywhere. So okay. If, if you want it, you, you see what the topper prices are doing. I'd I pull the trigger on that one real quick. Isn't that wild? Aztec for 800 or J.P. Topper for 800 and they're both deals. What is this world coming to? Speaking of what is this world coming to? Oh boy, let's tiptoe into deals of the. Deals of the what the fuck this week? About fell out of my fully adjustable chair here. I went uh, and I looked in Kansas City. This is your neck of the woods. I demand 3721. Ring a bell at all? I demand? No, no,
3: not to me. I don't know a lot of the handles on the, oh,
0: on the floor. I demand 3721 has got a steamer. All right, Star Wars comic art pro. Still new in a box. Bye bye bye. No sales tax? What if you're buying it out of Missouri? Be careful there.
3: Well, sales tax would only apply if they're a dealer or distributor, or a business of some sort. Hmm. Private person transactions aren't subject to sales tax.
0: No, fine, you're right. Damn it. But this price is wrong. Brand new Star Wars comic art, pro, pro people, pro, seventy-four fifty, sell, sell, sell. Whoa, whoa! That's the price of a premium. Oh, and he's firm. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's such low-hanging fruit going onto eBay and finding this silly shit, but to find it on Pinside amongst us enthusiasts is laughable. Wow, I think I seen this one last week and the forum was open on it and then they closed the forum on it <laughs> oh be nice to me I'm trying to pull one over on somebody ooh another deal who is this guy in Bensonville Illinois POTUS I like the uh, I do like the avatar though but goes by the name of POTUS got a bad deal here for those of you who want to lose money it's a Pirates of the Caribbean L.E. home use only couple hundred plays zero problems hundred percent mint condition wait a
1: minute
0: dennis Hmm. with a couple hundred plays on a game do you think even from the factory brand new it could be hundred percent mint condition
3: i guess it depends on what we what we define as mint Mm. so my thought would be but In fairness to your question, no. No. I mean, you'd have some level of dimpling or something.
0: I'm already questioning this person. Already questioning them. And they say, cash Cash only, no trades. Uh Uh-oh. Now they're getting a little bit bossy here. They also have, (laughs) that's
3: not, that's not bossy. Come on.
0: Well, it's, it's serving no
3: trades. It's completely reasonable. It's serving this
0: entertainment narrative. Thank you. And boy, oh boy. Sorry. I'm sorry for disrupting
3: Narrative. I'm cutting in a lot.
0: Joe Fox would never do this to you. He did as well. Uh, plenty of sales pending. So it's not like they don't know how to sell pinball machines. They do, but not for $20,000. Sell, sell, sell. Come on. The the ship has sailed on pirates. L.E.s being anything remotely over fifteen, fourteen thousand, twenty grand. Get the fuck out of here! No, guess what, people. They'll probably do another run of them at some point. No, they're not. Mm -hmm. They're never. Okay, all right. I used to think so, but now I don't. I've changed my mind. You didn't hear it here. Twenty thousand dollars, Bensonville. Wait a minute. What? Hold up. I might have to edit all this out because Bensonville is the original place of the JJP design factory, I think. Bye, bye, bye! Hey, this is one of the creators trying to sell theirs for 20K. Sorry, design team, if I'm throwing one of y'all under the bus here. And that was your deals of the what the fuck? Your deals of the week. You're trending up, you're trending down, and damn it, your pinball market trends. Trademark? Question mark? <laughs> sons of bitches can't steal d- domain there oh wouldn't it be funny if, if Zen renamed
3: their show to Pinball Market Trends oh, oh
0: <laughs> they did son that'd be, a, that'd be funny I'd lie I got the domain though freaking trolls out there I bought 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 that son of a bitch well that episode was nice warm fuzzy and fun Dennis I got a lot of things I can take away from it mmm like your love for mirrorless cameras. But it was done for the lulls. Your love for EM machines.
3: EMs are fun.
0: Your desire for a reach around. Uh, your love for code updates. The Cam and Cow statement and Harry Potter and your, your hatred for that title uh, on a future pinball machine. Your overall rule of thumb in business that says, if you got the neon, you got the rights.
3: I'm just say you don't want to go about changing stuff after you've already ordered the neon. I I know about the pains of custom neon, so
0: oh, you you think uh you're snarky about us not having church yet? But guess what logo we're using for pinball, the pinball show shirts. Yeah, <laughs> that's so sad. Hopefully, they uh, trademark. It's the pe- It's the pettiness I'm like joking. this that
3: keeps you controversial in this hobby. And
0: I do it for fun, but people think I'm like for real serious.
3: And I'm, yep. I'm like 50%. You, you need, you need to serious. learn. You need to learn that people are going to take it. Ser- Look, people thought the reach arounds were serious. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I saw someone say they thought it was a bunch of, uh, of back padding TPN stuff. And it was like, uh, <laughs> dude, it was a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. And it, and it didn't just involve TPN stuff. If you listened to it? Oh yeah. I'm just like, okay. A lot I just, of times I the community is not you just great have to, about sarcasm. No, you just have to irony. let that stuff go or else you'll drive yourself mad with it. So,
0: oh, not me. Not me. Mm-hmm. I think that t-shirt would be fun though. Oh, <laughs> so I, inappropriate. I do. think not So fun. Uh, I'll have it. to exercise my veto authority. Oh, email the pinball network at gmail.com. If you want to, no, don't
3: email us I've been asking as my theme this week is don't email us. I was thinking, all these things. Not to I was
0: thinking about a t-shirt design for the great Gatsby, And I thought about you holding your hands up to your cheeks, like the home alone thing. <laughs> great Gatsby. I think people would do no. that.
3: Maybe, but I don't like to have my face on stuff like that. Really? Okay. You know what? I, I do think, I think we need
0: to take a break. Oh, are you breaking up with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's you, not me. No, it's you. <laughs> are you pulling a spooky pinball podcast on me? Oh, you know, you can't, you can't oh. make it 11 years. This is how it is.
3: It's the, it's the rule. Oh, of thumb. And
0: yeah, honestly, I approached Dennis a couple, a couple months ago a month ago back in yeah December I think yeah I knew the toll that this the pinball industry awards and just frankly the pinball network and the creation of that and the maintenance of that over the last year would take on me and I requested from him uh personally a break and whether or not you wanted to take a break or if you wanted to continue on every other week or not um but you thought it would be best to take a break as well so we're going to be we're going to be Closing down the shop for a month or so.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: The month of February. Closing down.
3: It's not closing down the TPN feeds. There'll be other TPN podcasts, but the pinball show will not be planning to air any episodes in February.
0: One of my friends was over the other night picking up a machine and they said, I mean, you gotta be careful because of burnout and all of that. And I laughed. Yeah, no, burnout is real. (laughs) No. No, the, the, but that's not the fun, the funny part. Is I I looked at him and I said, "Jeremy, uh, I I fucking burn out three years ago." Like, they're, they're, <laughs> like the burnout, that's cute. No, the I I do this as as part of my life. So I'd be lying to listeners and and to people I care about if I said that I'm not always burnt out. But that's just uh, that's the dedication and the desire I have to contribute to pinball and have fun so i think you can i think it's a misconception that once you're burnt out you're like de- no you can be burnt out and still have fun it's it's a a fluctuation of things so i, I don't i i want to be honest with you guys sure i'm burnt out but i'm anytime you work hard and you're passionate about something you can get burnt out but it doesn't mean you're done so uh but i just yeah i don't i don't want to edit for a month anything i don't want to look at this gd computer for a month
3: yeah no, I understand.
0: So yeah, I'll be happy to take it off. I'm gonna do focus on some flipping out stuff a little bit and um so yes, I don't I don't think I'll be doing much, if anything, straight on a middlewise either. So whew. Get to get to hang and see what the world has to offer. Maybe I'll dabble into Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I'm sure that's a top priority for you. I don't know how to play it, but seems like it could be fun. Pokemon. Maybe Pokemon. Are you the person who told me they don't also know how to play chess? I don't. I, maybe I'll learn how to play chess this month. It
3: probably be easier, quite frankly. I
0: think you could do Skype sessions with me. Teach me chess. No, I'm busy. You I'm
3: going to pick up three new podcasts while you're gone. Be my king.
0: I'm not. Don't write into the Pinball
3: Network at gmail.com <laughs> asking, where are Dennis's other podcasts? There aren't. I lied. Uh,
0: at least we have a name and a title of this episode. Oh, so thank you all for listening for the past year. And if you're wanting to hear Dennis, you still can every other week over at the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. How can they get a hold of you over there, Dennis?
3: Yeah, you can write in over there, eclectic at gmail.com, or you can always contact us at fa- Facebook.com mm-hmm. slash eclectic gamers podcast. Yeah, I will be continuing those episodes. We're not taking a hiatus. Ooh, so you guys had a really that, fun
0: John Hughes top uh, top pinball list over there. Not everyone liked that episode. Well, a lot of people are wrong, but that's That was really fun. Most of the feedback was positive, but not everyone. Your choices were a B plus if I have to rate it, but Mm. you you went with, you you went non-writing pieces by John. Come on.
3: Well, uh, when you, I mean, come on, especially if you want to talk about every single thing. I mean, he had so many writing credits
0: that would have taken forever. Yeah. But just offering director
3: wise, we were able to give every single film. It's apt attention
0: and too much. So because yeah, when you stuck to that, You lost things like home alone and you gained things like 16 candles that you had to talk at nauseam. That's fine.
3: No, we didn't talk all that much. She's having a
0: baby or whatever the fuck that movie was.
3: Yeah. It got like two minutes. So don't exaggerate.
0: Two minutes more than it should. It's a
3: perfectly reasonable limiting
0: factor. Uh, But ultimately you liked planes, trains and automobiles more than you should. Uncle Buck was okay. Uh, I'm with you there. What was it? Was it the breakfast club? Was The other one?
3: Well, Tony's
0: pick was to do Ferris Bueller. That's solid. I think Tony was right. Yeah. I
3: think that's what most of the people would agree with as well. I ended up saying I thought Uncle Buck was a better choice as a
0: pinball theme than Ferris, even though Ferris is a better movie. Yeah. The only one that would sell anything is Ferris. That's the only one that Mm, would actually Breakfast Club could sell too, though I don't think it's good for pinball. Uh, That'd be a tough sell. Hmm. That would be a tough sell. But Ferris Bueller, I think, would do fairly well, actually. So go check out EGP and all the happenings over there. Always fun to listen to them. Uh, If you want to watch some video content, go to Straight Down the Middle, uh, a video series, uh, Greg Bone and I. Um, We've got a Turtles review that we still need to pull out of our review, out of the can. I like Turtles. (laughs) I I like Turtles. And if you're ready to buy a brand new pinball machine, I'm the guy that can help you out. Nicole and I with Flippin' Out Pinball would love to earn your business and support um, and the machine showcase this week is an Avengers LE. Those are all. Sweet. What? Oh, we just had one come in on trade. Bye, bye, bye. An Avengers LE. So, bye, bye, bye as quickly as you can because that'll be gone, gone, gone. We also have Stranger Things Pros, premiums in stock, Led Zeppelin Pros. Uh, premiums are coming in. I think the February's are spoken for, March is pro- April. Get your pre-order for that. Avengers Premium is coming in February. We still have spots open. Batman 66 Premium. How? I still have one. Don't know, but it's there. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Premium is in stock. Pros are coming. Alien Pre-orders. Hot Wheels in stock. Willy Wonka CEs. They're getting low over there at Jersey Jack, and when they're gone, they are legit gone. Then we just pulled in more banners, if you guys need some banners from Stern. Uh, Stranger Things Side Art, just now in stock. A lot of cool, fun stuff. So maybe Zeppelin's you need to, well, next
3: time the flipping Out channel is doing a stream, maybe you need to do another banner
0: giveaway. Oh, maybe we do. You know what? Next time we come back here will be episode 50. Maybe we give away a Led Zeppelin banner. Mm. Mm. We've got a whole month to think about how to do that. That's <laughs> true. Yes, oh. We'll just have to wait and think. Last week at TPN, we had a, a plentiful lineup.
3: Oh schedule. yes, the reach arounds. Of course, we've touched on several times. With final round was on last week. Dwight Sullivan.
0: He was featured on Silverball Chronicles. Oh yes, his body of work. I think it led up to the Stern years in uh, creating complexity. Is the title of that episode eleven? Go listen to that. And you mentioned Scott Denisi over with Joel and just another pinball podcast. Beep. Beep. Oh, damn, your beep was better there. Just another pimp. I don't know what's coming up this week, and quite frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Isn't that how that quote went? Perfect quote. <laughs> For Dennis Crysel, I am
3: tired. And always remember, don't stare into the spinning background of Doom.
0: Oh. Did you see my dead pixel?
3: Oh, I gotta get that fixed. My even my wife <laughs> was
0: like Okay, Zach. Exactly. Link. Okay. just get another I, I did lens. not, but I
3: saw someone in chat point out your dead pixel, <laughs> and I was like,
0: "Oh, wow! Lenses are expensive, people."
3: I should have gone mirrorless.
0: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and <I> always <laughs> practice a finball and crystal up. So long, everybody. I know I
1: want to take me home.
0: Crystal up reminded me of crystal meth for some reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Your favorite drug, I'm sure. No. Not a big crystal meth guy. I'm trying to think. Do I have a drug caffeine, I guess? And winning crudes, too. Closing
2: time. Time for you to go out to the places you
1: will be from. Closing time. This room won't be open.